Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys for joining us once again. I am thrilled to have Eileen Trussell, who is our Development Director at the Mission, uh, she's been on several times, and I like to bring her on so she can keep everybody updated with what's going on at the mission. And so, before we get started, I know that, uh, and I, I know you guys have heard me say these kind of things before, but it's always on my heart that, you know, I know that many of you out there right now are filled with trepidation. There's a lot of sadness, a lot of angst. There's fear, and all those kind of things that are going on out there. But God didn't call us to a spirit of fear. And tomorrow I'll be doing a sermon uh, at the mission, and it will be based around Philippians and joy. And our circumstances cannot guide what our joy is, because circumstances change, and they ebb and they flow, and they do all those things. And we don't want to be people that are vacillating, that are waving back and forth all the time from fear to, you know, and losing the joy of our salvation. So if you are in Christ Jesus, remember that Paul lived in a world, uh, as did the disciples, that was turbulent. I mean, the Roman government was on them. Uh, Paul was in prison, beaten, stoned, all those kind of things, and yet he never lost the joy of his salvation. As a matter of fact, it grew over the time that he was in Christ, as it should be for us. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. And so if you are a Christian and you have no joy, you need to really, really take a look at, at your walk. And remember that even when the tears are flowing down your face and and your heart is broken over the loss of a loved one or loss of a job or whatever the case might be, those are moments of sadness, but they shouldn't affect the joy that you have within from the Lord. And so we want to try to encourage today and, and just lift you guys up. We uh, We're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, we pray every day now at at uh, after lunch with as many of the staff as are available. And uh, years ago when I got to the mission, I prayed every morning because the mission wasn't doing very well. And God answered that graciously within a matter of months, turning everything around. And as I've probably told you before, it wasn't because I was such a great manager or a dynamic individual because nobody can sh turn a ship that size around in that amount of time, which meant that it was the prayers that we offered up to God and our faithfulness to him that turned that ship around. And we had done that for years and years and years, and then we, uh, you know, lately we had not been doing it. And it was actually Eileen said that we should probably be praying, and I said, yep, that's exactly what we should be doing. Not that we're in trouble, because we're not. But, you know, we need to pray when things are good just as well as when they're bad. And you know what? We need to praise God in everything that we do. We need to praise God when things are well with us 
And we need to praise him when things look like they're falling apart as well. And so, again, we all have sadness. I've had sadness this year, as the rest of you have. And so uh, I'd like to introduce to you Eileen Trussell. Eileen, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you see uh, happening as far as that prayer time? Because I think that's an encouragement. It's been wonderful. It, I choked up even today just because uh, I was overwhelmed with gratitude mm-hmm. and uh, that we are able to come together corporately at a mission that the, the name is centered on the gospel, Union Gospel Mission, mm-hmm. that we have the opportunity to be together in fellowship in Christ that uh, we are, we're prioritizing our prayer to him, that we're seeking him for everything, for his guidance, wisdom, direction, for the mission. And as we have been, we're already seeing the effects on our hearts, how uh, appreciative, how honored and privileged we feel to, to be able to do that together mm-hmm. in yeah. harmony um, encouraging each other, mm-hmm. lifting each other up, and um, and just shouting out to the Lord, praising his holy name, as we're also praying for burdens that, that are on our hearts that we know shouldn't be on our hearts because he, he carries our burdens, right? He does. But sometimes we need to just give it to him first. We always need to give it to him first, and once having given it to him, we can't take it back uh, because that's not how that works. But we often do those things, don't we? But to your point, there's nothing too small or too big to go to the Lord about. And one of the things that I think we so often forget is that he wants us to come in our weakness. Because it's, you know, when you're talking to other people, you always want to have that big, strong face, you know, ahead of everything, but the Lord knows our innermost parts. And when we come to him, understanding and admitting our own weakness and our own deficiencies and put aside all the 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 stuff that is just fascia uh, in our lives mm-hmm. and strip down to where we really are, are bearing our souls. And then we... We need to be open and honest with each other in prayer as well. And I think that's happening. And I certainly can identify with Paul when he was talking to the uh, Philippians is uh, that, that the people at the mission, so many of them have become family to me too. And that's a great comfort. Uh, when you have people that you know are praying for you, praying with you, that you pray for, those things uplift your soul, even in the moments when there's uh, no one around, when it's a little bit lonely or there's a little bit of sadness. You can still have the joy of, of togetherness with the Lord and joy of togetherness with those that are saints in the family of God. And uh, really, there's nothing that can come against us that God is going to be surprised by. And there's nothing that can separate us from him 
And as long as we are in Christ Jesus and know we can't be separated, that he's building us uh, uh, rooms in his mansion for us to be in. And the other part is that, and I love this old cute little saying that kids used to say, a friend's a friend forever when the Lord's the Lord of them. Mm. That's It's just yeah. so true and so great. And so uh, do you— uh, so what do you think about the atmosphere at the mission right now? How's it how's it looking to you? Well, last year for everyone in the world practically. Yeah. <laughs> uh at the mission uh, personally speaking, it, it was just a tremendously difficult year. Yes. You know, Olga and Roberta's passing and just uh the you know, not being able to have share the gospel through chapel services, yep. losing all our volunteers because they weren't able to join us. Uh, you know, the emergency shelter, we have a, a room with 30 bunk beds in a dorm room, and there's no way that we could have kept that open and have social distancing. So yeah. it's been very heartbreaking. And and once again, that... that um, Burden, which we know is not supposed to be ours, but you can't, you know, it, we're still human, <laughs> and and it it can get to us. So, this prayer time is uh, giving it to him, and then okay, so it's another new year. There's even more challenges that are ahead of us. Uh, government regulations that are going to change, and so on and so forth. Um, and just knowing, though, that he is in control and that he's sovereign over this whole universe. He created this world. Oh, yeah. He created us. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a purpose. We, we are do. created for such a time as this. That's right. And to have that strength to come together uh, builds us up. And let's let's receive his power. Always. All right. So that— we are not doing anything on on our own accord. We're doing it unto Him, Amen. and His power, His strength, His might to accomplish His will, and just that that makes that creates passion, and and let's keep going and seeing what He has for the Union Gospel Mission, for the homeless, for the less fortunate, to share the gospel one way or another for our volunteers to one way or another come back and and whichever way it turns out knowing that even if it's not what we always want it's still his will for 58 years lord the lord has guided the mission through turbulent times and there's no reason to believe that he wouldn't continue to lead us through as you said Things are going to morph. They're going to change. They're going to be not what it was before. Uh, and we have to adapt, move, shift, and do all those things. But we need to do that with prayer. We need to do it with God's guidance and not run ahead or fall behind what God has for us to do, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, to your point, uh, we just need to stay focused on him. You said it a few minutes ago in the book of Esther That statement was made by Mordecai to Esther, you have been brought here for just such a time as this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what that really means is that when your life's direction 
reaches nexus, the crossing point of God's will for what is going on, it doesn't mean there's only going to be one time in your life that God is going to use you for that. But sometimes it's that that moment in time where he has brought everything together to bring you to a point where you can bring honor and glory to his name and serve him. Listen, you know, the greatest thing in the world is is the freedom that you find in slavery. <laughs> Why do I say that? Because doulos is the slave. And, and when Paul refers to he and Timothy as the doulos of God, it's Everything in, in Christendom is backwards to what the world thinks. You have to die to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. have to give to gain. And uh, you have to become a slave to be free. Mm-hmm. And so it's contradictory to everything that we naturally think and feel. But, you know, the difference is that we think of slavery and slave owners and those as in the most horrible of ways, because that was horrible. But when you're a slave of of Christ, what slave owner ever died for his slaves? And he not only calls us friends, but he calls us children. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy to serve whatever God wants of my life. Where we are weak, he is strong. Yeah. Right? And uh, we're not capable, but he is. We're strongest when we're weak. Right. Why would that be? We're not in control. Uh, Let him be. Mm -hmm. When I try and be in control is when I get myself into trouble. So, so you're you're suffering daily. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know me too well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, it's. it, it's, <coughs> but we have a mission to accomplish. You know, we have so much to do there, and the restrictions have been difficult. And but God is powerful, and yeah. we we answer to Him. And That's right. Um, but we want to also glorify Him in all that we do, and and be honorable, and do the right thing. So it's uh, sometimes a, a very tough place to be, knowing what to do. Um, and do it well, and there are going to be people. Or do it at all sometimes, right? right? And like this weather is just, it's horrible to see all the homeless out there mm-hmm. in this weather. Horrible. You know, I was talking to a friend this morning that uh, she, you know, had a, a person come to her church, a woman who has nowhere to go and has been out there in this crazy weather, and she's asking me for where do I go for resources? Well, two one one Sacramento. You can dial two one one from your phone and ask for help. And depending on what kind of help you need, they'll help you connect to that right resource. Great place to to get connection with. But we just talked about the homeless, and you know there are so many who are mentally handicapped that are out there that should not be, and they're just not capable of taking care of themselves. No, uh, and, and what you said is true, and that's that's why people are always surprised when they ask what the homeless need, and I tell them or you tell them, 
Well, they need socks, they need underwear, they need sleeping bags, they need blankets. Tarps. But they really need tarps. Yes. I was just thinking about that today as I drove into the mission, that out on the street there, there were several people who had attached tarps to our fence to make a lean-to. And although I'm sure they're not comfortable there, uh, they're dry. You know, right. and, and so it's those little things that you and I wouldn't necessarily think about in in our world until our world collides with their world. Right, and and thank God we have our showers that are still open six yes. days a week. On Sundays they're closed. Thank God we have men in the rehab program increasing. Uh, we, Yes, matter of fact, we had so many that graduated. We had 12 men graduate last year, and many of them at the end of the year that we just had a very low number. Well, we were counting on all of them to do all the volunteer work, and all of a sudden they were leaving, and it was tight for a while. Um, But again, that's what we've been in prayer about. It's like, why are there then the homeless who are not mentally handicapped. They have addictions, and they're rebellious, and they think that they have a good by not having to be answerable to anyone. And how you just talked about slavery, they think they're free, but uh uh-uh. No. Uh, See, that's the flip side that the world doesn't understand. We are all slaves to something. Right. And we are slaves to alcohol or to drugs or to pride or to hatred or to bigotry. But in our lives— to our jobs. Yes. Our finances. Anything can become a false god to you. And uh, it's only when you come to the true god that you are set free. And, uh, you know, those that the Lord has set free are what? They're free, free indeed. indeed, exactly. So for us, you know, to see the people out on the street, we want to feed them, and we're feeding hot meals every night to them. And, and we've got a, a we've got a TV out there now, a big one that we're trying to get sermons out to the folks mm-hmm. as they're coming through the line. It's not the same, but hopefully we'll be back to doing it the old way. But over and above that, is the hope that God will send us men that are addicted to something, but more importantly, they don't know God, and we want to introduce them. Matter of fact, we had incredible, uh, wonderful news today from Pastor Tom. Mm -hmm. He's one of our chaplains, yeah. And he was counseling with uh, Jesse, we'll just say his name, uh, first name, and we have been praying for all the men in the rehab program and all our graduates as well, that they stay the course and continue to walk with the Lord and and just to have that gift of salvation. That is the most important thing that we do here and everywhere we go, right? And so Pastor Tom came to us today, and he was overwhelmed with, Gratitude and joy, and you could see how overcome and this he is was. Pastor, Pastor Tom, Tom, who just lost his wife a few months ago as well. Yeah, you, you had alluded to that earlier, right? And here he came and said, "Well, I've been counseling with Jesse for a while. We've been praying for him for a while, and he made the profession to 
to turn to Jesus, repent, and make Jesus Christ his Lord and Savior. Yep. And he felt it was authentic. And, you know, the angels were having hmm. a party, weren't they? <laughs> well, the bottom line— We were, too. You know, it always comes down to, you know, we don't know when a person makes a profession of faith where their hearts really are, but God always knows. Yes. And uh, and with that, you know, comes that excitement that we want to see people come to that knowledge. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> there's no other— per- I, I was just telling somebody— about my children, that if I could press a button and either have my children be phenomenally ex- successful in life, money, job, prestige, all that kind of stuff, or be dishwashers and saved, I would rather have them be dishwashers and saved. Because I mean, obviously, we don't want we want our kids to succeed. But the priority of life needs to be the salvation of men and women, boys and girls. Because if you don't have that, you don't really have anything, do you? Right. So in your three, uh, your three, I just gave her one more child, two, your two <laughs> children. I don't think your husband, Dave, would appreciate me uh, making him one well, of the three. Unless you want to call it. Count our dog. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. She has a new dog named Fox. So her I, official name is Foxy Lady. <laughs> and I told She's her. She's a that, crazy nine month old. But I told her, as Americans, you will never call that dog Foxy Lady. It will be Foxy, <laughs> then it'll be Fox. And if you're lazy enough, at some juncture, it'll just be Fu. But at any rate, she has uh, two lovely children. Yes, uh, indeed. I think they are uh, incredible young ladies, um, missionary bound for one of them, and and uh, the other one is just, uh, she's graduated a sweetheart. from CBU in May. Yep. And both, well, the other one graduated from CBU already. Yes. And so, Great school. Uh, you know, they, they have certainly become friends and family to me over the last 10 years that Eileen has been there. And, and uh, so uh, David is a, an extraordinarily gifted man in many areas. Uh, he is. So, I've but, been very blessed, very. Well, he feels you, that he's been blessed by you too. So Wow. That's hard to believe, you No, know, it's right? true. It's true. He loves you dearly. You know that. Yes, he does. Thanks to his grace, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> but the bottom line is that we have been fortunate to, to be able to be part of this amazing mission that we have. I don't know that there's another one quite like it, and I'm, I'm grateful. Let's ask for some prayers, Pastor Tim. Yeah. We do need all your prayers. We need prayers so that we can get moving back to the way we were, that we will be able to continue doing the things we do. And, and along with those prayers is a, is a prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving because yes. the mission has, is in good shape financially. And that is with never asking in any way to, to help us because of COVID. Well, we have a matching fund we, we need to talk about next. Well, uh, we're going to have another time. Another time because we are out of time.
All right. So you got anything last to say? Thank the Lord for his goodness, his grace, his love, and bless all of you too. And as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.